everyone, Dave and Jeff, second podcast of the week. Still, I think all of us are a little beat, a little tired. We weren't long last night. That was that a long was, time. Uh, that was really fun. It was. It was a good time. That was really easily, fun. Easily, we went over two and a half hours, but we could yeah. have easily gone double that amount. If it was like middle of the day and we're just yeah. sitting there bullshitting, or one of those, let's say we're, we're driving to Vegas, we'd still yeah. be talking. Yeah. You know, um, I was, Dave, I was thinking about shows like that. Uh, and the guys that came to mind, and let me know if I'm missing anybody, but I thought of Darren. Yeah. I thought of Chris Merrill. Yeah. And I thought of Scott last night. And, man, I hope people listened to the podcast that we did with Scott. Look, I know it's not easy to listen to a two-and-a-half-hour podcast. I get it, uh, especially a guy like me with the short attention span. So for all of you that powered through that today and listen to it. And I heard a lot of you sent messages to me and to Dave and to Scott saying that you just enjoyed it. This is what I love the most about this show in its current version. There are no notes. Yeah. There is no editing. There is no over the top production. Those shows. I like those because it's just conversation. Uh, For me, it's just a guy I really like and I really respect. I like the way he does talk radio. But but for you guys, I love too being able to take you kind of behind the curtain. That was definitely behind the curtain. I mean, remember those whole MTV unplugged? Remember you remember you see like Nirvana? Yeah. And this that was unplugged. I mean, with yeah. that right there, I'm not saying we're Nirvana. What I'm saying is we literally plugged the damn thing in. We don't even tell Scott how long we're going. No, no. one said one word of what we're gonna do. Not saying it was great art, but here's the deal. Someone said if you're a fan of sports radio. That was a must listen. I, I I couldn't agree more. Not just because we were part of it, mm-hmm. but here's the deal. You're talking about three guys that have lived in this town and love living in this town. Haven't said we're we're running away from this town for years. We've been in sports radio for 20 years. I think all yeah. of us are proud of what we've had and especially the relationship we've had with the listeners. Sure. And Scott understood that. Billy Ray understood that. And to sit there and go through the ups and downs of what we've gone through over 20 years, I thought was a lot of fun for us. I think it was a lot of fun for other people who have no idea what goes on behind the scenes. And, and, I, and I'll, I'll say this real quick. When I first got into sports radio, I was an intern for Steve Mason. Mm-hmm. It was Steve Mason, Rick Schwartz at the time, before John Ireland. And before that, Hacksaw had the lead-in show. Okay, It was Hacksaw mm-hmm. doing Drive Time Afternoon on, on Extra 13, or 690. And then it was Steve Mason from 7 to 12. Five-hour fucking show. Yeah, you know that's long time. that's a long time. Well, what surprised me the most, Jeff, was that everybody in the building at six ninety hated each other. Yeah, they did. It was crazy. You know, it was funny. Hacksaw could say whatever he wants. He hated the Cannons. Cannons hated him. Steve Mason hated Hacksaw. It was it was crazy. Steve Mason used to have me prank hacks all the time. I was always amazed how yeah. much everybody hated each other in the business. And then I was really amazed, Jeff, how many people who have partners in radio hated each other and <laughs> yeah. uh, and you know you, when people think of sports they think of teams well there was anything right. but a team in sports radio and that goes for guys at whatever 10 90 13 60 i'm just throwing current stations out but it was been like this forever sure that right there was interesting to me because not only have you and i gotten along for a number of years which is very rare oh yeah but also you have a guy like scott who a lot of people say well what's the connection and replacing jobs then another guy replacing them and everything else that goes with it I think the the careers are very similar as far as time spent and family and age yeah. and everything else that we deal with. And we're all here at one, one evening, and now we've all become friends and we've gone full circle. I liked it because I didn't feel like we had to uh, do a bunch of bullshit that you have to do when you're working on the radio. Yeah. Um, just going through what was funny, uh, which makes me, you bring up people getting along. 
that that's the thing and and again social media for us is really great but i feel like i have to say this all the time when me and dave and costa like costa tonight again laid me out because dave sends a message to mike ripping mike and it's a guy crying and then mike replies you know who that's not going to be anybody at your funeral now, that to me, you go, that is such a terrible thing yes. to say. And I laugh every time. I laugh every time. But that is two guys. It's Foghorn, Leghorn, and the dog. You remember when you were a kid, yeah. that cartoon? And they just punch in, and they go after each other, and they yell at each other. And I laugh every time. There couldn't be less animosity between those two guys. To me, what was really funny today was Bill Center on Twitter. Bill Center is one of my favorite people yeah. in the world. Dave and I have often said that we would sit behind Bill uh, at Qualcomm Stadium. We were convinced he hated us. Yeah. And Dave and I would say to each other, there's no goddamn way. Look at that guy he, pointing at Bill. Yeah. He hates our guts. Yeah. And then when we found out that Bill liked us, it's been great, and I I genuinely like and Bill so uh, like Bill so much, and I respect Bill so much. So today, Bill wrote something on Twitter saying that he was very upset with UFC 229, and that's why he hates it. And everybody's a bunch of thugs, yeah, because of the brawl. And I said, okay, Bill. Well, by your thinking, then I should hate baseball based on the 1984 brawl between the Padres and the Braves, and the NBA sucks based on the Ron Artest fight. And Bill said he was a boxing guy. I said, what about Riddick Bowe and Andrew Galata? Understand, this is a guy that I have been friends with for 20-plus years, and I like him and I respect him so much. And one of the great things about our friendship, mine and Dave, follow me and Dave every day on Twitter. Dave constantly gets the shit beat out of him yeah. on Twitter. We couldn't be tighter. Me and Costa, Darren, Stevie Woods, all these guys. But it's funny when people jump in and think, oh, you know, fuck you, Bill. No, it's not <laughs> fuck you, Bill. I laugh at all of it. But I said to people today, I go, this is one of my favorite guys in the world. Yeah. I'm allowed to disagree with him. David and I disagree on a million things. That's what I told Kaplan last night. Cited for us is stealing money because we don't agree on anything, but we laugh about it. I love Bill, but I said to Bill, I go, Bill, you can't paint it. Jay Posner hit me up, and he said, oh, you know, terrible fight, terrible MMA. I said, you can't be that broad a brush. Uh, yeah. What I would say to Bill, and, and I had a bunch of people say to me about that fight, Ah, you know, it sucks, and the UFC sucks. Boxing's better. Really? Because I watched Mayweather-Pacquiao, and that fight fucking sucked. It did suck. That fight fucking sucked. Yeah. And honestly, the first Canelo-Triple-G fight fucking sucked until about round nine. And I've seen a million fights that are shit. You can't paint everything with that broad a brush. And if you watched that card the other night, the Tony Ferguson-Anthony Pettis fight was insanely fun. The fight prior to that was Derek Lewis uh, Volkov, and Derek Lewis got the shit beat out of him for two rounds and 45 seconds, knocked the guy out with 10 seconds to go. 
then took his shorts off. Joe Rogan said, why did you take your shorts off? And he said, because my balls are hot. Derek Lewis is the funniest fucking guy on the planet. Well, hold on. What was what was Joe Rogan's lead back? I watched it today. What Joe was, Rogan is just great. Joe like, Rogan loves it. It was like, him. of course, or, or, or yes. it, it was so funny to me that Joe Rogan didn't miss a beat. Derek Lewis, in, in prior interviews with Joe Rogan, has talked about the fact that he's constipated and he just wants to go in the back and use the bathroom. <laughs> he is great. And anybody who was there, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on the fight, we'll just say this. When you have people that are very proud guys, as Khabib is, and you continue to insult his family, and you continue to insult his religion, as Connor did, whether he was doing it for marketing or because he sincerely believed it, at some point, a lot of people feel like that crossed the line. Yeah. But the guy who really was funny today and the most upset was Khabib's father. Yeah. Who said, we don't do that. And the sanctions that he will face from me are much worse than he's going to face from the UFC because he could have injured women or children, and I will be waiting for him when he gets home. Don't go home. Don't go home. What are you, stupid? <laughs> Don't go home. But that was my— I He lo- said that. He said he's more afraid yeah. to face his dad. That's yes, so funny to me. I loved it. But I, I love Bill Center. And the idea that Bill Center or Nick Canepa or Jerry McGee or any of—Ted Leitner— yeah. Any of these guys like Dave and respect us means more than anybody in this audience will ever know. So please understand that if I'm messing around with Bill, while I disagree with him, if Bill said, do you want to have lunch tomorrow? I would drive and pick him up and pick up the tab. That's how much I love Bill Center. He is a friend and uh, he's a thousand percent wrong on this. But if you asked him tonight, he'd say I'm a thousand percent wrong. No feelings hurt. Love him. And he almost beat the shit out of Hacksaw one night at Petco yeah. Park. Like, he legitimately was going to beat the shit out of Hacksaw, which makes him go up even higher in my book. And then you told him tonight to beat the shit out of me. Yeah. Bill, just do it. That's the one punch you. A mercy knockout. <laughs> Bill would kill me. But just what, understand. Well, you got to explain the Hacksaw one. That's your fault that he almost beat up Hacksaw. I saw. Fuck, I can't even remember what Saw said. But Bill got heated. I, did Saw? Oh, no. And Saw knew Bill was pissed. That's at him. what it was. It was. Uh, I remember Saw played an interview or something back on the radio, and there was some noise in the background, and uh, he like blamed Center for fucking up the interview, and then you went yes. and repeated it. Yes. Yeah, and you, you didn't. He would have never known because Center's not listening to Saw's show. But Bill's my boy, and I look yeah, out for Bill. Of course, you, you did. You just threw gas on the flame. But you know what? Like, I'll. What tell did you th- think was going to happen there? That he was going to go, yeah. No, he's like, fuck it. Like, get out of his chair. Bill was heated. Yeah, what <laughs> you did. You saw him got thrown out well, of the And you know who box. watched the whole thing, too, was Darren and Marty Caswell. He said, God damn, what are you doing? I said, it's great. I hope Saw gets the living <laughs> shit beat out of him. And I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Bill would be a minus 900 favorite in that fight. <laughs> Lee would look like Kenny Sodbuster J, the greatest jobber in the history of uh, AWA Wrestlings. But I, I just, I'll say to all you guys that understand these are people that we genuinely like and respect. Yeah. I, just because I disagree, I, I, I just felt like today looking at that, it was like, oh, Bill's an asshole. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, no, he's not. Oh, that's so and funny. I, and my favorite thing is when Bill wrote back, and I uh, it stopped me in my tracks. Bill wrote back, Jeff's one of my best friends. Yeah. 
And when he wrote that, uh, like, I was just like, fuck. That's other than Lisa Ann telling me that she loved me today. Dave, what did you f- see this tweet? What the we fuck? We love you. I, we? I mean, um, I got to tell you something because Josh and I are working in the same spot, you know, uh, right now, Monday through Friday. He walks over to me and goes, What the hell is going on? And I yeah. went, What are you talking about? Because you got to look at your phone. How many guys in the middle of the day yeah. get two adult film stars to say they love them? To love. <laughs> To write on Twitter, we love you. Not even just text you. Watch this. Yeah. It's like, hey, we love you. This is better than the two hottest girls in your school all of a sudden right. calling you on the phone on a Friday night and saying, hey, we're thinking about you and we just want to say we love you. Yeah. Which would make your you know entire eighth grade. Yeah. And <laughs> for the world to see, they write on Twitter to Jeff, hey, we love you. Yeah. We're just sitting here. Awesome. Good day. Oh, of- my God. A lot of positive response about the podcast. Yeah. And then uh, my boo and her friend came. <laughs> I don't even know. That term cracks me up every time. Uh, so, yeah, that was great. Uh, so thank you to Kaplan. Yeah. And just understand, like I say, over and over again, anybody that we are going back and forth with, it's usually just a family squabble. But, yeah. Oh, you'll know. Cares. You'll know the difference. That's all, that's all I'll say. You'll you'll know the difference. That is so damn funny. All right, I got to ask you because I'll forget. All right, if uh, what would you do situation? Remember, okay. I told you yesterday I had something to say, bring up, but we were on there for such a long mm-hmm. time that I was getting up in like two and a half hours, and I was like, I got to I got to end this show. Um, <laughs> so, buddy of mine, same buddy that I always bring up on on the show, and Jeff knows the guy too. He has another dog all of a sudden. Okay, because his. Okay. His mother-in-law passed away, and she had a dog. And so now that dog lives with him, but he already had a dog before. Well, since his mother-in-law passed away, the dog has gotten sick, not doing well. I always say, how's the dog doing? He goes, boy, the dog's not doing well at all. Not eating, can't stand up, can't walk, the whole deal. And and so he goes, I think this is about the end. Well, I've never put a dog down in, in my life. Thank really? goodness. Ever. I've. And so... I just drive around and pick up dogs, and I just... No, I don't. <laughs> Jesus, dude, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't. That's the worst thing you've ever said. Did you see Sugar just looked at me yeah. like, whoa, yeah, I Sugar, I'm only said. kidding. She's done. So he calls me up like two days later, and he goes, hey, this dog's 90 pounds. I got to take it into the vet. I need you to come over and lift it for me. And I said, no, I'm not coming over to lift it for you. He goes, I can't get the dog in the car. You got to get the dog in the car. And I said... Dude, I'm not lifting the dog up, putting it in the car. It's going to be the dog's last ride. Would you have gone over and helped him up? Yes, okay. I would have. Because so, at that point, it's about the dog. Okay, well, here's the deal. The, okay. He didn't explain to me at this point the dog has gotten better. So I'm sitting there saying, I'm not going to leave this dog to death. And he just yells at me, it's fucking vertigo, you asshole. Now come over and pick this fucking dog up. Screams at me. It's fucking vertigo, you asshole. That's what the dog had. Guess what? The vertigo what? went away and the dog's 100% great. He almost put that dog down because the dog had vertigo. Nick Asaski over there. Dude, have you ever had vertigo? <laughs> Thank God I have it. Dave, I had it, and it lasted about three weeks. And I don't know what happened. That weekend I spent in TJ. <laughs> um, it fucks you up. Yeah. And if you're a dog and you can't say anything, right? That's why he, the dog wasn't walking or standing up. was freaked out. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, because if I stand up, he'll fall right over. Shithead over here is going to put me to sleep. 
So anyway, I thought he wanted me to help put this dog down, and yeah. I couldn't do it. I said, I can't help you pick that dog up. No, I've done it. it, it for me, it's always about, and, and friends go through this a lot. Uh, we've seen it um, uh, where it, it becomes, you got to stop making it about your own quality of life and make it about the dog's quality of life. And what I've always said to friends, and I've tried to follow it, is if the dog has given you uh, or a cat or whatever it is, 10 years of unconditional love, then you owe it to them to give them one day of unconditional love. And what that means, in my opinion, is taking them there and I'm there. Like, Dave, I'm the guy that for the dog or the cat, if it's been a cat, I'm always, what I do is, you know, like they'll have those little stools. Yeah. And I want to be on the stool and I want to be eye level. I want to be looking right at them, kind of holding their paw or whatever and just talking to them the whole time. Um, And the same thing with the dog. And for two different dogs, um, we did it laid out, and I was just laid down flat on the ground. Laid down flat because I felt like I owed that to the dog. And and it's terrible, man. It's terrible and it's heartbreaking. But I've always just said to friends and others... It's not about you at that point. It's about their quality of life. And and I am such an animal guy. And you lead me into something, Dave, that that I don't think you even intended to do. But dogs and cats, uh, our friend Missy Martinez, really good friend of mine. Maybe you heard she said she loved me today. Uh, you can see her on Pornhub, Frasers. Uh, fuck, she's a school teacher that goes above and beyond to help kids that are studying. Struggling with math. She has a chinchilla. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I saw the chinchilla. You better tell What the fuck did you mean by that? Is there some kind of hidden little pervert? Literally, sta- literally, she showed me the chinchilla on the phone. She had a picture of a chinchilla. She showed it to me. How about that? Didn't I think know- I saw it too. Okay. <laughs> kind of looks like a, a muskrat. I couldn't pay attention. We all the phone was in front of her chest. I couldn't tell. Why don't you I don't grow remember. up. I'm not growing up. <laughs> Too late. Uh, so I have a friend, Robin, who called me last night and is incredibly upset. And as we often do, we will put the call out to this audience because this audience is awesome. Robin's been a friend of mine for over 20 years, and her mother <clears throat> is struggling with dementia right now. Yeah. And we were just part of the Alzheimer's walk and Robin's mom who treated me great, man. I swear, Dave, I've been so lucky with friends and friends, parents that have just shown me so much love over the years. And Nancy treated me that way. Loved me and was always great as her father was Sam. Nancy's dementia has gotten very bad and they have a couple of adult cats. Robin does not have the ability to take them in and there are family members that are just like, well, just euthanize the wow. cat. What the family understands is the mom adored these cats. She just doesn't, she's not capable of taking care of them. I said, I will be moved out in a month, but by that time frame, it doesn't work. So they are, ha- they don't need to, I think there's three of them total. They would do it in any arrangement. They're all incredibly sweet, housebroken, mature adult cats 
They just need a loving home. If there's somebody out there, you know what Rancho Coastal Humane Society means to us. We gave them 2500 bucks, but I don't want to put them in a shelter. I don't want to take them away. And I'm just thinking, if there's somebody out there where you go, my mom or this family or my son or my daughter could use a cat, <coughs> it would mean the world to us, to this show and to Robin. If you send me a message, remember, I'm on a red-eye flight to Montreal on Wednesday night. But if somebody gets this over the next couple of days and says, hey, you know what? Yeah, we can help out. We love cats. Shit, I would. I'd take all. If I had the house or the space. Would you really? I thought you were done with the pets because uh, you're so busy. I would be. But you know what? I could not live with myself because of how good she was to me. Dave, I don't want those cats of euthanized. Course. I don't. And I'd be like, fuck it. I'll figure it out. And, you know, I'd say, hey, Missy. You know, I got stuff I have to do. I'm going to be out of town on Wednesday. If you could come down uh, Sunday and stay with me until I have to leave on Wednesday, yep. we can take three or four days so the cats know that you're safe. <laughs> we'll just hang out, maybe we'll play some touch football, and then uh, and then I'll go on my trip. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. If you could avoid having T.T. Boy sitting on my couch... How many massages are you going to order? This is fucking ridiculous. I'd appreciate yeah. it. We don't need to clean the pool three times a day. Yeah, right. I don't even have a pool. Why is this fucking guy in the pool truck in my parking lot all day? <laughs> Fuck's going on here? I just advertise for Alan Taylor. Every time I come in that big fucking net, Dave, that picks up the leaves and blocking the door. <laughs> Dave, am I, Dave, am I being overly paranoid? <laughs> fucking pool truck is parked in my driveway all the time and his hair always looks ruffled oh my gosh all right so, so i gotta ask you how quickly did you realize i didn't know who she was i'll be honest with you i had no idea who she was when we saw her did you know who she was right away i didn't know who she was but you didn't figure out what she did just by the way she looked yeah yeah and then i wanted to know who she was <laughs> look i don't mind I mean, why the fuck hide it right yeah let me tell no. you something. We we did this two-mile walk. Yeah. Okay. The first mile, I'm walking and talking with her. You're walking with Lisa Ann. Yeah. Second mile, we, we, we switched partners. It was so great. Just like in the movies. Yeah, it was awesome. The only thing we didn't have was the bass line. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> was it? It was the fastest two miles I've ever walked in no my life. No shit. God damn, I felt like fucking uh, Usain Bolt up there. <laughs> and... But I, it was funny talking to to her was was interesting because as good as friends as we've become with with Lisa, we haven't mm -hmm. we haven't asked creepy questions. We haven't ever gone that no. direction. No, really, that's true. So M Missy starts volunteering information about her past, how she got in the business. The whole has a graduate from USC, crazy smart, and, and married seven years. And and I just said, okay, now that you volunteered information, now I got questions. You know, yeah. how are you married in this business? And then I started asking a bunch of things. She couldn't have been cooler. There wasn't one thing where she's like, you're crossing the line. And trust me, Jeff says I always cross the line. No. She was she was cool as could be. Cool as could be. Her story was amazing. Trying to trying to do other things as far as even being a, a stand-up comedian. Very smart. Uh, she's She could be working for the police. She's, uh, what, a, a forensic pathologist or something she, like that? Uh, she so, forensic scientist, I should say. She was a world-class skater. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, she's a comedian. You can write your own joke. She broke her tailbone. She fell on the ice, okay? 
Okay. That's yeah. how she broke her tail. Got it. Yes. It's not going to heal any faster doing what she's doing. We'll just go with that. I'm just saying, once you blow out your once arm. Once you blow what? Once you blow out your arm. I mean, you need Tommy John surgery. You don't go throwing 100 miles an hour again. Correct. And you don't just... <laughs> What are you going to say, smartass? Maybe you don't star in mom's tailpipe four. <laughs> that doesn't help the recovery process. Yeah. But what she and I talked about, that we bring it back. Why the fuck does anybody listen to this show? It's so dumb. Uh, her, her bouts with depression. Yeah. And she has attempted suicide. Yeah. And she may be down here as part of this team. Lisa Ann's coming. And will be part of our team on the 27th. Yeah. And I said, and that to me, Dave, all can decide. I would hope all of us get it. Um, I'm a little pissed at San Diego AFSP. I'm not going to lie. And I'll get into that in a second. Um, and they're pissing me off. And I'm honest about everything on this show. So I'll tell you why. But I said to her, we'd like you to come down. We'd like you to come down because there'll be a lot of people that will meet you and love you and be a part of it. Um, I was very happy to bring AFSP and Yellow Ribbon in as one of our charities um, for obvious reasons with what happened with Dave's dad. Uh, they were each given $2,100. We were invited as a team to put a team together for the AFSP walk, which is coming up on the 27th, and I was thrilled to accept and run point on that and all of that. What's incredibly frustrating to me with the local AFSP board is that I am trying to put a team together. They have had our money for going on three weeks. I have written numerous emails to them saying I want the money, the 2100 applied to the Dave and Jeff team page because what that will do is the 2100 plus the 320 that's already come in will bring us to a total of 2420 raised. Yeah. All we needed for gold membership was 2500 bucks. It means we're basically $80 away. Fuck it, I'll cover it. Dave will cover it. Well, whatever. The problem is I don't want to promote the page right now because it looks like we've only raised 320 bucks of our $2500 gold. It makes us look like a couple of fuckheads. And I'm incredibly pissed at the board because I've written numerous emails saying, you're fucking pissing me off. We've made this donation. This is a project that means a lot to us. We're going to be part of this walk. Get it done. Get it done. So once these fuckers get it straightened out, and I really don't give a shit. If any of them have their feelings hurt, it shouldn't take me five fucking emails to get my money applied. Yeah. And it's not my money. It's all of our money. It's every one of you that donated. It's your money. I'm just doing it as the captain of the team. And I find it inept, and I find them incompetent, and if they work for me, they'd be fired. Because I want to promote the fact that we are $80 away from reaching the goal to be a gold standard team. But if I put that link out, it looks like we're walking around with our fucking dick in our hands, and that pisses me off. So if you know Che Hernandez or anybody else at AFSP, tell them to get their fucking shit together. Otherwise, I'm going to yank the team. Because I'm not going to go down there, I'm not going to embarrass our brand, and I'm not going to embarrass Lisa and Yeah. And they can't fucking hit me up fast enough for Lee Sands' logo, which is fine. But 
as far as getting our money applied, they can't get it done. Yeah. It's really not that complicated. A cashier's check was given to them in the amount of $2,100. It's verifiable, certifiable funds. Fucking cash it. And then apply that money so that all of us can go down. But I've had 15 people go, hey, man, God, we're way off from the goal. Do I, do I need to donate 100 No. If you want to, go ahead. But I'm incredibly frustrated, and I couldn't give less of a shit if anybody over there is upset because they have dropped the ball, and it's impacted our show and our team. Because if we had 23 or 24, 20, whatever the fuck we're at right now, and then people go, hey, I'll donate 25 or 50, and we eclipse the goal, fantastic. But I'm not going to look like a fucking dipshit because none of those fuckers can get their act together. So get it together. And put pressure on. Go on the AFSP website and go, hey, hook up Dave and Jeff. Quit fucking around. <laughs> uh, it makes me crazy, man. I don't I care. Don't blame you. Yeah, I don't care. To me, it's impacting every one of you that was nice enough to donate the money that we raised, and that's all it is. And I've written them emails, and now if we all put pressure on them, and they're like, whoa, what happened? Hey, fuck you. Do what I asked yeah. you to do. Uh, and I'm sorry. It'll impact how we work with them in the future. It, because I, I struggle to think that they have it together. I think they're a wonderful cause, but if you can't do something as simple as just applying funds to somebody's account, then I question things and, and we'll, we'll find a different path to go. We'll still, we'll still take care of that because I believe suicide prevention is something that we as a whole want to promote. We just may not do it through the local chapter. You know, I will, I will say this, because obviously this year we've been really involved in charities. I've always told people, I think, think this is kind of kind of crazy in high school, where I don't know what it is like at, at Helix, but I know at Eastlake when my boys went to school, you can't graduate until you put 50 hours of community service in, mm-hmm. which I've never had an issue with. I think it's a, it's a great idea, but I also don't want somebody being forced to do a charity right. if they aren't into it. Right. And so I was like, don't force someone to do it unless they feel it kind right. of a deal. So we've been very involved this year, and every time we do something, it's been fantastic. I know you've gotten a ton out of it. You're the one who hands the right. checks over. You're the one that, you know. Took my son on every one. Every one of them. It's been outstanding. Saturday, we went to Huntington Beach, and we mm-hmm. ended up doing a, a walk for Alzheimer's because of Lisa Ann, who raised the most amount of money out of anybody there. Right. And killed it. She should be so proud of herself. And I will say this about anybody that donates time or money. She didn't have to. She no. didn't have to. She, she has enough money and enough fame and enough everything else. You had to look for her. It wasn't about her. She didn't want to be recognized. It was about yeah. honoring the people that were affected by this disease, just like I was affected by it. You were there. Your son was there. I was there. It was great. And, and again, we made just made a joke. Missy Martinez showing up doing the same thing. It was great. I mean, how great was that? What a nice person, both of them. Yeah. Do, fan, do a fantastic thing, talked and took pictures and did everything they possibly could do for a great cause. And if you can find something that if it's not suicide prevention or Alzheimer's or whatever else, if there's something that's important to you, I'm telling you, you'll get more out of it than you can possibly believe. Yeah, I agree. And, and there's a lot of good people. So, yeah, I'm frustrated, man. I'm frustrated because uh, I wanted to continue to promote it. And just like we had set a goal of five grand for the original event that we eclipsed by by raising over you know close to 14000 um, I, I wanted to do the same thing here. Yeah. But I can't do it. I'm not going to put that link up that's going to show that we're, you know, 2,200. We don't, we don't fucking miss our goal by 20, 2,200 bucks. We don't do that. It's what fucking John Gennaro does. 
knew it was coming. I knew that someone was going to pay the price. And it's John Janeiro. Look at that. That's so damn funny. Uh, we also said this last night. One other thing. I have a family, my son's best friends. I said it very late. Great family. They have an RV. They just need a place to park it. Yeah. And uh, there's no drugs. There's no alcohol involved. They're just a great family. They live there. The kids are smart. The mom is uh, fantastic. And if you know anybody who's got a little parcel of land where they could just be safe. Like, I, I don't get why the Mission Bay parking lot. Like, I look at that parking lot, Mission Bay. Yeah. And if you're somebody that can live in an RV, I mean, you can drive to San Clemente and you can sleep overnight in the rest area. And I feel like if you're being safe and you're cleaning up after yourself and you're just trying to keep some form of a roof over your kid's head, (coughs) whether it's that parking lot or the parking lot at Parkway Plaza or anywhere else, whereas a mother or a father, you can put your kids to sleep and feel like you're okay. But this idea that you're going to wake up in the morning and you may have a $200 ticket is fucking ridiculous to me. Like, what are we doing? What harm are they causing? They're not doing anything. The kids go to school. Mom goes to work. Like, should they be in the shrubs? Should they be in the trees? Should they be in a tent? You know, it's funny. If they were sleeping right on the side of the freeway, you know, by J Street right. on, on going five south. Right. Nobody would bother them. No. But even exactly. though Even though that's extremely dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but they're a family. I believe the grandmother there as well. It's expensive. She's a single mom. Single moms cannot afford rents uh, by themselves in, in San Diego County. It's incredibly difficult. Her kids are very sweet. She's a very sweet person. They just need a break. And if you know somebody who goes, yeah, you know, I got a parcel of land back there and, and you can park it and be safe and just meet them, interview them, talk to the kids, set up a chore schedule, whatever you want to do, they do it. They just want the peace of mind that they don't constantly have to be looking over their shoulder yeah. worrying about it. And uh, and they're just a really nice family. And if you know anything or have any ideas, send me a message on Twitter and I'll get you in contact. It's the thing I'm the most proud of, Dave, on this format is that we can do things like put a call out to help Robin's mom because it's a family that has spent a day and a half in tears. Uh, we can help this other family. That I would guess if you're the mom, I haven't asked Ariel, but I would think there's probably nights that you spend in tears because you're worried about what's going to, are they going to take my kids away? Is CPS going to come here? I'm not a, I'm not a drug addict. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't hit my kids, but I could lose my kids because I I don't have a place to park their home. Uh, That to me is fucked up. And, and if we can find a way to help them, or if you guys have any ideas, we're all ears. There you go. All right, so change the subject real quick. This is the last show we're going to do for a while, but yeah, you're headed to Canada. What are you most excited about about going to Canada? You've never been before, correct? Uh, not like this. So, uh, yeah, it's great. I'm going. We do uh, for Upper Deck. I've got a trade show this weekend in Montreal, but what yeah. I'm doing is Wednesday night, I'm going to fly Red Eyes. So I'm going to go from San Diego to San Francisco, and then I go from San Francisco into Montreal, get in about, uh, I think, like 10 o'clock, Thursday morning, Montreal time. And Thursday is an off day for me. So I'm going to just drop my bag off. And I went, uh, and I had an American Express gift card. Got myself this small little Sony 
camera because I feel like we take so many pictures on our phone. Yeah, because the phones are great. Why would you buy a camera on the buy a camera? Because Dave, I would like to have the ability to put something on my wall, and you can't transfer pictures from your phone to get a canvas print. Some of the things I have, some of my favorite pictures. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm almost positive. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Yeah. All right, Brett Favre, the pictures what? you're sending around town to Vera. <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, what the fuck does Brett Favre have to do with any of this? Then it clicked in. I watched it click in. That's funny. And I watched it when you were like, what? Oh. <laughs> no, like, um, I like getting different prints for my for my house. And I like getting them, and you can't do that with I your I thought you'd just take your phone and you just send it over to, like, whatever. No. Walgreens or Walmart. Walgreens? Or, yeah, they print what, out the goddamn pictures. you send it to Rexall? No, <laughs> whatever it <laughs> takes. You just send it right over. You just forward it, like an email. Yeah, no. What are you talking about? See, what do you do? You take the little chip out of the out of the camera? Yeah. And you hand it right to them? No. God damn it. I, I how do I God. fucking... You're the last guy to buy a camera since fucking 1998. What? It's Go ahead. True. Okay. Everything's on a memory card. I got it. So you take the memory card, you load it up. But if you want to do something, and especially like that picture that I have of my sons from Julian, uh, that was a gift. We got that printed on canvas and sent out to family members. That was only on my phone, Dave. You can't blow that up because everything gets distorted. So I only blew it up to 11 by 14. But they're 11 by 14 canvas prints, and, and off they go. But I have pictures from, you know, Pebble Beach or, or anything else, and those were always taken with a camera. But um, once I got divorced, I left that with my wife because it's a big – the camera that I had um, was great, a Nikon, really clean, took gorgeous pictures. But it's like lugging around a 10-pound you know, weight. Yeah. So I got a, I just did a little research and I got a Sony camera and it takes great pictures. And that way, if you find anything you like and you want to keep it and like, fuck man, I took a hundred pictures of my son with Lisa Ann yeah. and Missy Martinez the other day. My son said to me, he goes, uh, you take too many pictures. Yeah. I said, you know what? Fuckhead. When you turn 18 and realize what I did. Okay, you're not going to get off the hook by your little smart ass comment by a Sunday afternoon lunch at the chicken pie shop. Bullshit. I hooked you up. <laughs> and your numb nuts brother eating sushi in La Mesa doesn't know it now. But in seven years, when he sees that signed picture on your wall, yep. he's going to say two things. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so you shut your mouth and you get in there. And you take that picture. He had no idea. Yeah. He had no idea. You just got to take that picture and frame it right on his birthday and give it to him. His, oh, my God, dude. It's going to make his day when he's like 18 years old. That's going to be insane. Yeah. And his mom was like. You told his mom? She saw him. I oh, put fuck. him on Instagram. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, uh, Wait until the divorce is final, for Christ's sakes. I go, hey. You're you never going to see that kid again. She goes, I go, uh, see the pictures of the event? She goes, with the real Lisa Ann? She goes, I'm not really sure. Uh, I was ready for my kid to be hanging out with porn stars. I go, what the fuck are you talking about? We weren't in San Fernando Valley doing chicken fights 
with Barbara Dare and Honey Wilder, calm the fuck down, I said. I go, you know what? We raised $6,000 for Alzheimer's, okay? But make it all about one picture. She's like, shut the hell up. She's tired of your bullshit. Look, imagine it was the other way around. Like, you had a daughter, and you, yeah. you took your daughter for the day, and all of a sudden, there are pictures on Instagram. Her and Ron Jeremy. Her and Ray Victory. And you're like, what, what the, the fuck? What the fuck is going on? She met a real dad. Oh, my God. What? Hang on, Dave. Dave, that's a picture of my son right yeah, there. It's so great. Look at that little dipshit. Yeah. Happiest guy. He had no idea. This was the funniest line. So we get done, and uh, guy singing. Lisa Ann says to my son, come on, Kate, dance with me. And he's like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. She's like, Kate, come on. Dance with me. He's like, no. And he said to me later, he goes, man, I probably should have danced with yeah. her, huh? He has no fucking idea. No idea. When he turns 18... He's just, I'm going to get him one of those big pillows that they sell at Walmart yeah. for like seven bucks. The thing looks like it's as tall as yeah. Minute Bowl. Yeah. Because he's going to cover from top to bottom in that thing in fucking tears <laughs> when he realized he punked out a dance with Lisa Ann. <laughs> and I'll tell you one thing, Christy Lozier, I don't need it out of you. <laughs> it's between me and him. Did she didn't give you shit, did she? I'm she only will. good. She, she will. This is between me and him. And it's great because he's my best friend. Yeah. And at the end, when he figures it out, he is going to laugh his ass off. It's going to be great. He has no fucking clue. No. He has no idea who she is. And if he did, that'd be scary. But he doesn't. He said to me, we went to lunch and he goes, uh, hey, is she famous? And I go, yeah. Yeah, she's famous. She's cool, huh? Like I, And he goes, yeah. He goes, is she more famous than you and Dave? I go, Everybody's more famous than me and Dave. Except Costa. Except Costa. And Joe Eager. Deb Hankey, yes. Joe Eager only fills in. Joe Eager's like the nicest person going. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> Sound like you had that ready to go. No. Like I said, at one point I'm going to take a shot at Joe Eager. No, my God. They had the... Uh, San Diego radio reunion the other night. Yeah. The hand. Did you see the pictures from no. that? No. I'm sure they look the same as the ones from last year and the year before. Don't ask me what that's supposed to mean. I thought it was nice when it they did nice it. When they together. did a 10 count for all their careers. <laughs> Son of a bitch. What are you doing? That was nice. What did they say? The lowest form of conversation is remember when? That's what that shit is. It's Holy all I remember fuck. when. Remember when we had to queue up a record? <laughs> remember uh, we used to do coke to... Yeah, that's great. Another one bites the dust. It's so good. I you still have that van? No. I don't have it, but I still got my t-shirt. That's it. The most pathetic sight I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> Bunch of fucking hillbillies. <laughs> Rusty bottle. <laughs> They're all just sitting there remembering the good old days when they were fucking. Remember when Gary Puckett came in? That was fun. You know what's funny is uh, you and I get invited every year. We've every never year. gone. I went one time. Did you really go? 
I went one time. You know who I met? Let me get. Okay, go ahead. You'll never know it. I you weren't here yet. When I was a kid, we would uh, the school district was so fucked up, Dave. I lived in Cardiff, uh, about a three minute bicycle ride from Oakcrest Junior High. Yeah. But they shipped us to Earl Warren with all those Tory Pines pansies in Solana Beach. But when we would ride the bus to Earl Warren, the bus driver always had the mighty six ninety on. Now were you were you were you in LA uh, Mighty Six Ninety days? No, it's when they more, were playing yeah. like Stars on Forty Five yeah, and exactly all that bullshit. Yeah. Their music station, like a top forty, like bubblegum. It's rock so funny station. you brought you brought this up. I'm gonna jump right back to your story. But today yeah. I was trying to find the Dodger game on on five seventy, uh-huh. but I was driving south, so it was getting worse by the second. Sure. And I said to my son, I go, believe it or not, the Lakers used to be on the station, and when the yes. Lakers weren't playing, they were playing only music. Yeah. And he goes, Are you fucking kidding me? And I yes. said, honestly. You flip on the KLAC. station, KLAC. You, it was like Frank Sinatra and sure. whatever. And I go, this station killed playing bullshit music on an AM dial, but the yeah. Lakers made that station. Because all the guys who listen didn't have the strength to get up and change the dial. <laughs> um, but they had a guy on six ninety, the morning guy. His name was Dean Goss, G O S S. Now, Dean's go-to impression for the eighth-grade bus riding to Earl Warren, me and Tim Griffin and a bunch of other dipshits, uh, Dean would do George Burns' impressions. Oh, boy. Now, I don't know why, but the bus died laughing. We really? loved it. I guess maybe we'd all see no God. Yeah. I don't know. But Dean Goss, we thought, was the funniest fucking guy in the world. We, we thought he was the funniest guy in the world. And so he now, I think he's still doing mornings in San Francisco. No. Jesus. And Dave, we go to this thing, and it's fucking Ricky Hill and McGregor, fucking maniac, right? Who was it? Bergen Prescott. Good. Was Frank Anthony there? Frank was there. Because he's a good guy. I knew Frank would be there. Frank's there. Frank doesn't say no to anybody. No. Roy Robertson, Ken Kramer, all great people. Mark Larson. Love them. They're all great. But for me, like eight years ago, I went and uh, and I got to meet Dean Goss. And it's very similar to like things, Dave, when you've talked about like meeting Chick Hearn yeah. or meeting Vin or people like that. This was a guy and uh, goddamn, he couldn't have been a nicer guy. Was Shotgun Tom there? Shotgun Tom is as cool as he it is. fucking Was gets. he there? Shotgun is Fucking the man. Yeah. Did yeah, Shot- he put his hat on? I wear it all the time. <laughs> and I tell him, you know what I do? Because I'm a little bit dangerous. Yeah. I say, don't even wipe it down. <laughs> You've been doing five hours on occasion. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's disgusting. What the fuck you mean by that? I'd rather wear what Shotgun Tom's shoes than wear his hat. You're going to wear his shoes. Right, right about where your wallet goes. How the fuck did he wear that hat and put headphones on at the same time? I don't know. He's a goddamn icon. <laughs> All right, let's go through. Jesus let's... Christ. What the hell are you doing? Shotgun. Do you know Shotgun? Yeah, he's a super nice guy. Honestly, God, honestly, he's one of the nicest people you're going to meet. And he doesn't have to be. One of those guys, again, Absolutely doesn't right. have to be. Absolutely right. Because there are fun. a lot of dicks in this business that aren't God, Shotgun d- Tom. No shit. Like Jim McInnes. <laughs> he's a real fucking dick. Fuck it. I couldn't give less of a I shit. Know, exactly. If you're a fucking dick to me. 
I don't care who the fuck you are. If you if you can't get the shit, we're calling you out. I have nothing to hide. There's nothing I've said that isn't completely true, to the best of my knowledge. I was excited to meet Jim McInnes. I went in, and he was a prick. Yeah. So why should I fucking sit here and waste anybody's time and act like he was a great guy? You know what's funny you say that is, honestly, God, you seem to like a lot of people. I do. That, that people do not Ello. like. Okay. <laughs> what are you screaming at? What are you, Tourette's? What are you screaming at Ella for? Because a lot of people, for whatever reason, have had problems with Ella. Okay, I can name a couple people. Hank. You're, you're right. Hank, that's what I was going to say. Hank is another one that a lot of people do not like, yet you like Hank. Love him. You look at Ello, a lot of people had an issue with Ello. I tell you, we know when things changed for, for my feeling about Ello was when you and I were out, Ello was one of the first Love guys him. to contact. Ello is a good guy. Love him. He's great. And wow. I, I didn't know. I mean, I knew I knew Chris because when I started at 690 as an intern, he was there too. Yeah. But I didn't know him, know him. We weren't friends. We didn't hang out or anything. We were mostly two guys that wanted a talk show at some point. That's, yeah. it. That's about it, what we had in common. But I didn't know Chris. And then when you and I worked with him at 1360 the first time. Yeah. We never really saw each other because his show. There's a show in between ours. Sure, but Ello's a good guy. I love him. Yeah, he um, he and I went back to when he was doing. Uh, he was the Gulls PR guy, and uh, I ran his board, and he would do Gulls talk, and I'd have to call the fucking show. I was like <laughs> Phil Hendry, calling the show. You asking hockey questions? Yeah, it was great. Oh boy, and uh, but dude, he he is one of my favorite guys. Hank is a guy that, that a lot of people struggle with. And believe me, Hank and I had a few laps around the track. But what I love Hank for, and I'll always be loyal to Hank for this, is Hank forced me to want to be great. And Hank forced me out of the mindset that, hey, and I'm just throwing a name out. Hey, it's easy to book Scott Miller, um, but track down Ken Rosenthal. And again, I'm, I'm just using yeah. two names. Don't worry about the guy who's automatically going to say yes. Let's find the guy who's yeah. a little bit more Easy of a challenge. Easy to get Mark Grant, harder to get Mark Sweeney. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, and plus, I think the other thing with Hank was um, he and I went through so much together when we were threatened to be fired all the time, which reminds me, I've got a great KFMB story. I don't even know if you know this. Okay. Um, but But just to wrap with Hank, when you go through that, and you're going to be fired. And yeah. and also the thing that I will always be grateful to him for, when we got that job, he was so incredibly happy for me, even though it impacted him. That, to yeah. me, spoke volumes about who he is as a guy. He's a great dude. He has been thrilled for me as a dad and was thrilled for me uh, to see how my life went. And, uh, no, man, he's he, he made me want to be great. He kept me from... And I, I don't know if I've even told him this, so I hope somehow this gets to him. But he, I, I don't think, Dave, I would have ever cruised, but he made me say, no, you you can't take any shortcuts. Every day, want to be great. And uh, and I thank him about this. Before, we, hold on. Before you get to the KFMB story, I want to knock this out real quick, okay? Oh, man, right. I got a big KFMB story, Dave. I know you do. Okay. So do you hold, know this? Did I no, tell you this? I don't know what you're about to say, but I know if it's KFMB, it's going to be a good story. It's a big story. So just hold on real quick. Okay. I want to mention uh, Superior Fence Company, Daniel Tyler. I was thinking about him today because I was over at Benita Vista High School looking at all the work that needs to be done. And I know Daniel Tyler and his guys at Superior Fence Company 
will make a great for me. Looking for that new backstop, looking for that fence to protect the kids. If you're one of those people, though, I know you don't have a baseball field. You're looking for one of those people that need protection for your family. You want to make your house look that much better with you name the kind of fencing. I tell you, the iron gates are absolutely outstanding, but the fencing that goes in the back is the one that always goes bad. Daniel Tyler is your guy at Superior Fence Company. Started back in 2005, specialized in the North County, but will go all over San Diego County for you. 760-745-4846. 760-745-4846. And don't forget about the free estimates. Yeah, I, uh, I owe an apology to Pete and Point Loma. Because... <laughs> for what? Because I rattled him last night with my read for San Diego Superior Fence. And uh, what I apparently said was that at this time of year, there's a lot of animals out there looking to eat your animals. So make sure you build that fence. And Pete was like, God damn, I'm nervous about my dog and everybody else. I listened to that ad. And he wrote it back verbatim. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God damn, that's not felt so bad. Little snuggles and everybody else in the Pete and Point Loma family. Let me just emphasize that, hey, the house looks great and it'll look even better with a beautiful fence from San Diego Superior Fence. And my apologies to anybody I may have rattled last night with the idea that there are hawks or vultures <laughs> or... Uh, coyotes or any other kind of varmint looking to sneak in owls. on your fam- owls Look raccoons <laughs> looking to take away that littlest family member my deepest sincerest apologies to all of you whether you have kids or pets or neither <laughs> i also want to thank alan taylor as well he keeps the show going alan taylor 20 years in the business making the perfect bull for you we say this all the time. How great would it be if your backyard was a staycation? Alan Taylor can make it happen. Taylor-made pools is the way to go. 20 years. Again, you know he's doing something right if he's in business for 20 years. If you have one of those old pools that's not looking so great, he can help make, bring it back to life. Saltwater technology, slides, you name it, grottos. He does it all. Alan Taylor's your guy. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. You know, I'm... Uh... Got a little bit of change the course. I, I kind of feel like some of the great jockeys in life, Steve Cawthon, Eddie Delahousse, Bill Shoemaker, Fernando Toro, that when you're trying to ride the rail and all of a sudden things get a little bit clogged, Dave, you yeah. got to pull a step back. You got to pull back on those reins and you got to swing to the outside. And that's kind of what I feel like because right now my whole life has been about, you know, I'll just find a cool little condo, an apartment. I'll be fine. My kids will be fine. And then today, I'm not sure if you saw this, but I received a tweet from a couple of the top actresses in the I world. Heard. One is named Lisa Ann, the other uh, Missy Martinez. And the thing that they said to me was they already loved me off the charts, which I was incredibly humbled. It's very by. nice. And very, very nice. Incredibly nice that they would do that. But the other thing that I found was that they love a good pool. And so two things are going to happen. Number one, I'm going to have Alan Taylor build me the goddamn pool of all pools. Yeah. One in which they're going to want to do photo shoots for Cosmopolitan back there. And I'm going to say no. San Diego Home Garden, will, and I'll say no. Uh, MILF Monthly, <laughs> we'll figure something out. And then the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to immediately change my numbers so I don't have Alan <laughs> calling me wanting to come over and tell his jokes. San Diego's favorite Canadian. But uh, goddamn, I got to find a place where I can put a pool in. Yes, you do. 
because it gets hot for these girls and they have trouble keeping the clothes on. So I got to do my part to keep them. I think it's a little bit, uh, it's a, a disorder that they have. Yeah. And uh, we're going to raise a lot of money for that as well. It's called uh, Can't Keep the Shirt on Itis. And one of the ways we can do that is by keeping them hydrated in a beautiful pool from TaylorMade Pools. Perfect. Look at you. Humanitarian. <laughs> yeah. I am. I am. Oh, man. If you have a pool, you got to have that house. Brian Kerr is your guy. Shit. Best real estate guy we know. The guy that sits for making a living selling real estate all over San Diego County. You name there, San Diego County. He's familiar with it. Brian Curry is your guy. He's our guy. Brian is the best guy to talk to. With so many questions right now of what direction the market is going, you got to talk to Brian Curry. You got to give him a call at 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Also, if you're in the area of looking what? for a guy to manage your property, property management guy, Brian Curry can do that as well. Yeah, I'll tell you this. I don't appreciate you, and I don't appreciate Jim Trotter, screwing up my words today talking about claiming because scott kaplan and darren smith talked about how far a drive it is to east lake from where darren lives it's 10 minutes yeah well he rides those little i work where kaplan lives i drive it every goddamn day fucking yeah. guy those little ninja scooters or whatever darren re- rides. Those birds yeah save the planet i get it but all of a sudden there's nothing against uh, Darren or Kaplan from you and Trotter. It's how I apparently have said negative things about Chula Vista and Eastlake. Yeah. I haven't said anything negative. Community of Eastlake has adopted me as one of their own. I've been given the key to the city it's on true. two different occasions. You named it one of the most underrated places in San Diego just a few weeks ago. I agree with that comment wholeheartedly. I stand by that comment, I'll, and I'll double down tonight. And if uh, if... Uh, Brian Curry says, hey, you know what? There's a great house right over here in Eastlake. I'm going to say, let's go see it. There you go. If he says, hey, we got a house to look at in that shithole IP. <laughs> I'm going to be like, do I need to call Batiana? He's going to say no, because we don't go to IB. Me and BC go where winners go, because you know why? Because we're winners. And the winners, I don't know how you got in here, but uh, Trotter, even though he can't get his goddamn facts straight, <laughs> <laughs> in this area you know here it's funny we talk about underrated places and i think one of us mentioned san carlos is, is uh, we is both great. did i love A- san carlos absolutely so i ran into eric williams yesterday oh get up okay oh yeah well of course okay the charger, charger beat rider and great so I, I had no idea where he's living what he's doing for some reason i thought he was in la for some reason i thought he was well, actually why wouldn't he fucking covers the la team is he commuting every day commuting every day and I yeah. said to him, you're commuting every day. He goes, man, I'm so loyal to San Carlos. I love it. He goes, as a matter of fact, I'm going to get a big SC tattoo right on my shoulder. I go, it's going to look like you went to USC. Fuck. I'm not going to get South a USC Carolina. Ta- tattoo. But he, it was great to see him. Couldn't have been nicer, but man, he loves San Carlos so much. He's no way is he moving up to LA to cover that team. He drives back and forth every damn day to cover that Charger team from San Carlos. I might drive your goddamn dog up to San Carlos he, right now. You he he told her how dogs are killed, you idiot. Well, what are you feeding her? It was a later out. San Carlos is great. La Mesa is great. There are so many parts of San Diego that are fantastic. I'm just not a real big fan of IB or City Heights. Yep. There you go. Because I like to be able to go down and get a nice box of wine for my girl, Missy Martinez, without feeling like I'm going to be shot. Before you get to the KFMB story, yeah, I met Todd Strain yesterday. 
You've from, met him about three different times in the past. He couldn't be a nicer guy. He couldn't have been a nicer guy. It was right, right after there. Philip Rivers got off stage. He sitting three seats away from me. Yeah. Hits me in the arm and he goes, Dave Todd Strain. I got to tell you, I love the podcast. Listen to every one great. of them. Loves it. I know. I've Super seen, nice guy. I know I've met him like three times. So either Todd and I have a better friendship than you have with him. I've probably met him. I'm horrible. But yeah, I knew who he was immediately. Great that was dude. it. He was a great guy. But it was, it was cool that he was a fan of the show. Well, yeah. What if he was like, hey, Dave Todd Strain. Why don't you fucking pick up the I game? I would have one punched bit. him. Then I would have turned around and hit Tor- Togerson, who was right behind me. Togerson is great, too. You take this back to MJ Acosta. Well, she's gone. You tell her anyway. Who the fuck's doing her job? Who's the new person? Uh, Bobby Estill. <laughs> Are they going to big last to come back? Fill in? No. Who's my go to guy every time? You say it all the time. Who's my go to guy? <laughs> it's. um. You got it. Come on. Oh, God dang it. The guy that, the gambling guy? Who's no, the guy? Who's my guy that I reference every time? Former uh, local San Diego sportscasters. You're like, you fucking reference this dude every time. It's before you got here. Len Ping. Len Ping. <laughs> who, was, who was the gambling guy? The guy that made it sound like he was gambling. Fast Eddie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hello there. <laughs> I love Fast Eddie. You know, he just went to Smokey Gaines restaurant. It was just Fucking waitresses in the back. This punishing him. Hello there. <laughs> Best Eddie was a ladies' man. Oh, boy. And goddamn, he had wide lapels. <laughs> wide lapels. All right, uh, here's our KFNB story, which I don't believe Palais knows. And if you stuck around for this story, you're going to like it because you're going to know it before the paper even knows it. To the best of my knowledge, they're probably just too scared to write it. So one of the things we talked about last night was with Kaplan was how we left KFMB. And when we left KFMB, we're doing really well. Things were fine. But we were approached uh, by Kyle Kraska, and we were asked to sign a petition to break the union. We were part of a uh, we – were, there weren't many union houses in town, and we were one, AFTRA and SAG, uh, oversaw KFMB. And what it did was it protected – schlubs like us in management deals and yeah. they couldn't get away with paying us you know below market rate and it was really really good um i really have no axe to grind with kraska he and i are fine dave and he are fine but i'm going to tell you the stories that happened in 2002 just so you get it and there's a payoff to this story i believe kyle got paid to collect signatures he had just come in he had been in la um, doing hard copy. Yeah, that's right. Came in, did mornings, and then uh, did afternoons and was collecting signatures to break the union. Since that point, I will tell you, uh, we've mended fences. I like him a lot, and I wish him nothing but the best. Dave and I chose not to sign the petition. Um, it was probably more my doing uh, and probably should have known better because Dave had young kids at that point, and we probably would have been. No, 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 no. I was right with that all along. I remember telling my wife, "There's no way I can sign this thing. I couldn't sleep at night." We because yeah. we worked right with Frank Anthony, who was right in our office, and Ted and yeah, Mike Tuck exactly. and John Kalia. Yeah, th- those Lauren guys. Lauren Ancaro. A guy though, like Ted, and a guy like uh, like Mike Tuck, who were great guys. We knew they made a lot of money in the business. I don't know how much money a guy like Frank Anthony made. I didn't know his background. Yeah. 
And I just remember saying this doesn't affect two guys in their 20s, but it's going to affect guys who are in their 50s. Correct. And, and for me, Dave, even more so, having grown up in the market and watching those guys, uh, it kind of goes back to, to a little bit of what I said about the Kaplan situation, where it was the first time by taking that job where I didn't feel like I was true to myself. I felt like in 2002, you and I were true to who we were as guys, uh, trying to make our name for ourselves in the market by saying, you know what? Uh, and Ted told me, he goes, you guys just cut your throat. You know you're done. Um, but we we were okay. We felt like we'd rather walk um, and not be looked at as punks. Yeah. I bring all of this up because I have been notified that the on-air staff at KFMB is now trying to rally together and become unionized. Which I think is the funniest thing ever because a bunch of those dumb fucks were there yeah. in 2002 and they all thought they were too fucking smart and they broke the union and they're out of their fucking mind if they think Tegna, their new boss, is going to let it happen. But here is the rest of the story in tribute to the lovely Linda Welby. As they were collecting names to put together a petition to become unionized... One guy was left out of the loop. Is that right? And that fucking guy was Jeff Zepp. No, <laughs> it was not Jeff Zeppeli. They they did not bring Kraska in. Really? So they are rallying to try to get the union back, and Kraska is not part of it. Do you think? Okay. Do you think now that it's new ownership, do you think Kraska would join? He would have signed. Can't answer that. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it doesn't affect him the same way it did. He already got the job he wants. He's already doing sports. He got Ted's job. Yeah. I, I don't know. And like I said, um, I loved KFMB. I, I don't know about for you. Um, KFMB, KFMB was great. Yeah, that was probably our favorite place where we worked. Right? Well, uh, well, there, there were some I liked. I, we had such a short time at Free FM, but there wasn't one bad day at Free FM. Uh, the, early, the early days at Free FM were kind of fucked up. <laughs> They were kind of fucked up because our fucking PD couldn't figure out left from right. But once, <laughs> hold on, mate. <laughs> Two things that with that PD. One yeah. is we had a lot of people that would come in the studio, and as gifts to you and me, they used to give us joints. Remember? Yeah, and he would take every one he, of them. <laughs> he would take him and go. I got it. He gotta, stole our weed. I got a compass. <laughs> he was stick it in his pocket. And he knew he was smoking it like crazy. Yeah. And two is we had had these dumb meetings at the end of every every fucking and show. In a shitty office where the door wouldn't close. Yeah, and <laughs> shitty office. And every time I thought he was winding down, I used to do the big like slap on the thigh like I was ready to stand up. Like, yeah, good talk. And it never fucking worked. I always thought I could get him to end this conversation. It never yeah. fucking worked. You just roll your eyes up and like, stop fucking doing that. Uh, but once that show hit its stride, I agree. That show hit its stride and we figured it out. And uh, it was fantastic. But yeah. but KFMB for me was the place. But I, I do, man. Like I said, I don't, I don't wish anything bad. I just find it incredibly ironic that for all of them, now they're going to fucking unionize yeah. where you were already in exactly. as a union station, you dumb shits. And you probably have cost yourself raises yep. and security and a fucking after pension, you dumb fucks. Bunch of fucking dumb teleprompter reading cocksuckers. <laughs> so Here, here's what I thought of tonight when you think about KFMB. One of the things we did at KFMB is we had that night that we we talk about when we had people in San Diego that were celebrities to show up and spend fan appreciation, a, fan night appreciation for the kids. Night. One of the guys that was there 
who yeah. surprised the state a long time was who? Drew Brees. It is so fucking crazy that tonight Drew Brees set the all-time passing record in the NFL. That yeah. as long as you and I, it seems like we've been on the radio, this fucking guy is still playing and killing it. You great dude. Man. How strange is that? And I'm looking at him because at the time his wife was there too with him. Yep, Tim Dwight. No, yeah, no kids. But now all of a sudden here you are. You get his, you know, the, the kids on the field, and you're looking yeah. at this huge family. And it is so funny that this guy is sitting there pushed along, and it seems like that was forever ago. Yeah, Marty Schottenheimer fucked that up. Yeah, that was that was fucking uh, Marty Schottenheimer didn't really believe in playing the young guys. Has been the story forever, and so yeah, it worked out. Worked it's worked out, out real well for Marty. No Super Bowls. No Super Bowls. Yeah. But, yeah, congrats to Drew Brees and everybody else. But uh, KFMB, too, they fucked up. Have you seen their new graphics? Their no. graphics look like shit. Looks like Stu Siegel. Remember when you used to watch, like, Renegade? Yeah. And they do, like, a, oh, and Renegade would be sitting there with that big, tall Indian guy, that head of hair. Looked like he should be in Poison. Looked like Ricky Rocket. <laughs> But they'd like tune on the news and that dumb fuck Ted Garcia would be doing a live shot from some cat fell in a hole. Ted would be like Al, Al Williams. Yeah. You're like, that's the shittiest looking graphics ever. Right? Carlsbad High School has better graphics. That's how Channel 8's graphics look right now. Watch watch Chiquetto at 5 o'clock. You're like, where the fuck's Renegade? And what happened to that big tall Indian? I love that show. What happened to the big did you like Renegade? No, I did not like Renegade. Was you, was uh, Lorenzo Lamas on that Renegade? Yeah. Did oh, you like fuck. Simon and Simon? No, and I didn't like Silk Stockings either. That's another one that was filmed here. No. Do you know what's a horseshit show? Is yeah. the new Magnum PI? No shit. Really God, shocker. That fucking kid who plays the lead is the worst actor I've ever seen in my life. What How? the fuck are they doing? Look at getting Murphy Brown's back. And Murphy Brown looked terrible when they she was said, doing Murphy Brown the first time. Yeah. I read today that uh, that, that show did terrible, that Magnum P.I. The fucking guys are the worst. Yeah. Let's see how good you are. Let's see what you're made of here, big shot. Okay. I wasn't a big CBS guy, just so you know. If you're about to ask me a CBS question, I can tell you Dukes of Hazard and the Hulk. That was about it. All right. Who played uh, uh, Magnum's buddy... Rick, uh, I'm already I'm already out. I don't know. I know what he looks like. The guy with the brown hair, shorter, looked like he should have been in shape, but he wasn't in shape. Yeah, <laughs> looked like a guy who probably did Sunday afternoon bartending at Diego's. Yeah, yeah. Larry like, Minetti. Yeah, but that guy looked like he had it going on in Hawaii. Like he was one of those guys that was fucking so much he didn't have time to work out. He looks like the guy who's probably the day manager at Islands. That's <laughs> that's probably. You know, scraping tips. Yeah. yeah. And probably probably fucking the 17 and a half year old <laughs> bus girl. And going to claim that she was close enough. That's what he looks like. And a little too heavy on the cool water. Yeah. Aftershave. That's true. You know, makes you uncomfortable yeah. if you walk through Macy's with them. You're like, yeah, eh, I don't really like this guy. To this day, still the only guy buying moose. Yeah. <laughs> Drives a naughty. <laughs> do you know do you know uh Dude, who played I, tc no i don't of course you don't you fucking racist it was roger mosley <laughs> i'm not racist i didn't know the white guy either uh you, you act like Is you tc did. dead roger mosley yeah career or or actual guy <laughs> both i know the career is dead yeah career's been dead for a while 
What do you say? Dead or alive? Mm. Now I got to look this up. Roger Mosley? Roger Mosley, I'm going to say is alive, and I'm going to guess that he's uh, 74 years old. Oh, that's a funny as hell that you said that. He's 79 years old, still alive. God damn. Yeah. Still alive. Still alive, yeah. What do you think he's doing? Community theater in Akron? <laughs> he says he's living in L.A. Doing yeah. what? I don't know. What the fuck's he doing? <laughs> Why don't you ask him? I'm sure you can track him down. Uh, yeah. Would it would it kill fucking uh, Tom Selleck to get those guys uh, a spot on Blue Bloods? Yeah. <laughs> what, you're saying Roger has no versatility? <laughs> I like you call me a racist. I didn't know Rick's fucking name. Yeah. Yeah. That was all a ploy. And the other guy's dead. The guy that was in Higgins? the house. Higgins is dead. Yeah, and they've got a uh, British chick playing Higgins, and it's like the ah, oh, it's like the moonlighting thing. Like they argue and they fight, and ah, oh, but there's so much tension, and you're like, this is just the worst show ever, <laughs> ever. Yeah, that show sucked. Yeah, to, Dave, there's like no shows. Do you have any shows that you got mm-hmm. to go to right now? No, as far as comedies go, no, there aren't too many of them. Any of them? Yeah. No, we watch, I told him, we watch uh, the whole, I like Bull, I watch... Uh, Bull is so full of shit. I like Bull. I you bet, do? I bet your ex-wife watches Bull. No. Really? No. Law and Order. Law and Order, love Law and Order. Law and Order. Watch um, a ton of Law and Order. Probably about 10 episodes of Law and Order a week. Um, Mariska Haggerty. Yeah. Do I have that right? I don't. Is there Mariska or Marissa? I don't know. I yeah. Know, I don't know. Something about her, right? She's good. She's fine. What's your problem with her? This is going to sound really bad. It is Mariska, by the way. Yeah. I like her. I'm I'm going to put myself down on her fan club. That, how right old now. do you think she is? Uh, I'm going to say she is... Uh, I'm going to say she's 58. 54. Oh, fuck. Born in Santa Monica. Oh, that's nice. We're going to go hang out by the pier. We'll go for a walk. I'll get her a funnel cake, and then I'll show her where uh, Whitey Bulger loves. She doesn't need a funnel cake. That's what I'm saying. All right? It sounds bad in today's day and age, but it, it, she lost 15, 20. She'd be that much better. It's a disgusting Pretty thing face. to Don't say. Don't say it's disgusting. It's what like, an asshole. <laughs> what a fucking not, asshole. I'm just Terrible saying. Everyone say. thinks the same thing. 15 or 20, and she goes up a couple points. I uh, almost said something. <laughs> okay. I like her. Yeah, I no. think she's good. I think she's great on that show, too. She's but a, like, yeah. But like the thing is, she can never be anything but that show because she's so good on that show. Like if they did a relaunch of uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, like she can't be Ray's wife because you're like, she's a fucking shoot Ray. Yeah. <laughs> when Ray leaves and puts his shoes on the table, she's going to take him out and then she's going to handcuff him. Yeah, but you can't redo that show either. The parents are dead. Here's the deal. Let me ask Marissa Haggerty, okay? Mm-hmm. Hargerty or whatever. What is it? It's Haggerty. H-A-R-G-I-T-A-Y. Yeah, uh, am I right that was Jane Mansfield her mom? Oh, fuck, dude, that's crazy. Then she just went up a couple notches. I think Jane Shut Mansfield's up. her mom. No way. Look that up. Holy shit, dude. Am I right on that? Yes. Yeah, and her dad was that big yeah, fucking... Mickey. Yeah, big bodybuilder. No way. Yeah. I'm a huge Jane Mansfield fan. I love that movie, Lonnie Anderson, when she played Jane Mansfield. I just love Lonnie Anderson. Me too. Well, fuck it. Fuck Jane Mansfield. I just love Lonnie Anderson. You're absolutely that's right. All right, so <laughs> here's the funny thing about this girl. Right. Been on Law and Order, one of the most successful shows of all time. Mm-hmm. All right, reruns like crazy. She's a producer on the show. Oh, good. 
And she, um, you never see her like on Fallon or any of those shows. You never True. see her, You never see her on those talk shows. Shouldn't I she like be that. on one of those talk shows? You like the fuck. fact she's not on it? Yeah, fuck it. She doesn't have time for chit chat. <laughs> she has plenty of time. She doesn't have any of that time. And, and Ice T is the worst cop of all time. Yeah, he, he's always bitter as fuck. Doesn't seem to know what he's doing. Breaks the law all the time. Although you know what's really funny about that is he didn't know Roger Mosley, and now he just took a shot at Ice T. Dude, I'm, I'm gonna say you're fucking racist. Dude, I'm shocked on that Jane Mansfield. Doing this show right now was worth yeah. it, finding out Jane Mansfield was her mom. Yeah, Jane Mansfield's her mom. And you're goddamn racist because you hate Ice-T. <laughs> you, you'll buy Donnie Wahlberg as a cop. No, I don't yeah. watch that shit either. Bullshit. You're like, Donnie Wahlberg is the man, and John Stamos is a fucking hell of an actor. But goddamn it, I cannot have Roger Mosley or... Uh, who else do you not like? Let me think about some other guys. You, you wanna- probably didn't like the guy who played Sticks. <laughs> On Happy Days. You probably didn't like him joining. <laughs> the guy that wrote the letter to have him off the show. Yeah, because he, he screwed up the band. What's he doing in Milwaukee? The, the <laughs> got lost on the way to Chicago. I got to tell you, here's where I crossed the line the other day. You oh. Know, speaking as you calling me a racist, Sean Walchef um, writes to me during the Raider Charger game. You know, he's okay. sitting there behind. behind with Togerson. <laughs> what? Yeah, he was up there with Togerson. He was sitting with Togerson? Yeah, he took him up to the game. What the fuck? Togerson I thought was working. What's the deal with this fucking uh, jock sniffer, Walchef? What do you oh. mean? Every, every fame guy? What's the deal? If you're on TV or radio, I, how many friends are you going to have here? If Togerson gets a motherfucking sandwich, I'm never talking to Sean again. You might. Forget it. You'll get a peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> he, I'll tell you, no, you should have the peanut butter and jelly is Craig. Craig looks like a peanut butter and jelly guy. Craig Wood. Yeah, Craig Elson should be the peanut butter and jelly. On like uh, Craig's probably the guy who gets a little nutty and puts it on like uh, Texas toast, <laughs> an English muffin. Is he an English muffin peanut butter and jelly guy? That's Craig. Put Peter it on bread. the menu, Walchef. Peanut so, bread. So Sean texts me and he's like, "Are you watching this game?" I'm like, and, "I'm at the game. What well, do you think I'm doing?" Yeah. Well, crossword so, puzzle up here. So here's why I cross the line. Okay, before oh. you rip the shit out of me. I go, fuck this. I go, CS got out at the right time. And then I immediately write, I'm sorry, I completely crossed the line. And he goes, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, we know you're racist. He used to reassure me it's okay that I just took a shot at CS. Goddamn, you know what's funny is CS always liked you when nobody else did. (laughs) Wait a second. I don't know if I just feel good or bad right now. Well, how do you feel? You're one of the lone guys that believed in you. I feel good that CS liked me. Now I don't like to fix it when no one else did. Yeah. And then you got that message on your phone that you keep showing me the entire show. Yeah. I don't like that either. Yeah. And I hope happens tonight. Go ahead. I hope CS haunts your dream. (laughs) I hope he does. I hope you choke on maple syrup and can't I need to never come back. Come back in a wooden box. You fucking jerk. (laughs) Jesus. How much... Go ahead. That'd be a great way to die. <laughs> Too much maple syrup. That guy loved maple syrup. It's so we fucking, told him to slow it down. It's, <laughs> Jesus. It's so funny. I was talking to Jack and Kate's mom tonight. I go, look. I go, now that we're divorced, I'm not really obligated to bring you anything. She goes, we're divorced for nine days. You still got to bring me something. You'll be home in time. And I go, what do you want? She said, bring me old maple syrup. That's why it's great. <laughs> and uh, 
I said, yeah, I'll always bring you stuff. I said, shit, I love you to death. She goes, what the hell you mean by that? I know what you mean by that. I was like, shut up. I'm going to do a show. <laughs> um, so again, to summarize, KFMB is going to unionize. Look, that's going to be a big story. Because I think people are going to get blown out over there. And you get blown out locally, TV-wise, there's really nowhere else to go. Nope. Right? KUSI takes a lot of people, you know? KUSI. Are they still on the air? They're still on there. You know, we got Same set since I moved to San Diego. No shit. We need to free Elizabeth Alvarez out of there. She's a little tiny little thing. Someone wrote to her today on Twitter, when am I going to see you on TV? And she'd actually write back at the time she's on TV. Oh, she did? Yeah, this poor girl. She deserves more airtime. I like her. I think she does a good job. Poor Ostell looks like just, he just looks like a guy in the witness protection program, doesn't he? He's his last option. It's the last exit. Like, what the hell happened to my career, Brian? What happened? He was at Channel 8. You remember that day when Crass or uh, Still was in the helicopter and they were following that car chase up to Oceanside? The guy got off on Vista Way. Yeah. Smashed into the pole. Do you remember this? We used to no. play this clip every night on the show. Oh, shit. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. no. Yes. We'd play that clip every night. Dude, I'm watching the, I don't know if I'd cover this with you or not. I remember talking to, I think it was my kid about it, but I'm watching the damn, uh, the, the, pigskin report mm-hmm. and they have a new girl in the east county a young girl doing the doing the highlights and she throws it to the highlights and then it goes dark and then you just hear oh shit no way yeah she just for like second day on there she just drops oh shit she a cute kid yeah cute kid i hate mistakes yeah. happen but you know every other station would come back with paul rudy apologizing yeah Fucking, we're just gonna act like it didn't happen Fuck it. <laughs> did you see that clip of laura ingram laura ingram on fox no. did you see that today? what happened so Laura Ingram, that bitch who replaced us at, at KFMB, fuck yeah. her. Yeah. I hope she gets gingivitis. Uh, she's doing this stupid shit at the desk, her and some guy, and they're having a beer. You got to find this clip. It's amazing. So they open a couple of beers, and they're going to- I didn't realize that Laura Ingram. I know the story. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. And they're, like, taking a selfie, and the guy who's sitting to her right keeps moving his chair, moving his chair- and then he just completely falls out of his chair like a complete fucking dipshit. And then she just spins her chair around and goes right back to like... Reading the prompter. Yeah. Real nice. Yeah. That's what I expected from her. That guy's got a broken tailbone too. He's just down there whimpering and she's like, coming up. <laughs> Who the fuck? Sean Hannity will be here. And we'll do that next on Fox. Huh? Sounded like the girl that fell out of the grapes. <laughs> yeah. Girl stopping the grapes. Uh, that's it. I am heading to Montreal. Got a scoot. Canada. Well, good friend. Got to wrap it up. That's it for my career. I'll be in the Adirondack Mountains reading the Hockey Night in Canada books and looking for the next person I can fuck over professionally. <laughs> Fuck him. Swear to God. You think he knows I'm fucking... Do you think he'd be upset if he knows I think he's a douche? <laughs> no, I don't think he... He thinks anybody thinks he's a douche. He's, you think he thinks we he like him? He lives on a different planet. Yes. Unfortunately, yeah. That bothers me that he thinks we like him. Yeah. 
Especially me. The fucking guy fucked me over. Didn't you hear the story yesterday? Yeah. Jesus. Only two weeks before Christmas. Thanks, fuckface. Walking around Jesus. in his fucking underside Marshall sweatshirt. Thanks, Les. And his khakis. Uh, I'm heading to Montreal. So Say hi to Al Oliver. Uh, Rusty, stop. <laughs> you know, I'm staying. This is funny. The street I'm staying on is Gary Carter Boulevard. Really? That's yeah, cool. I thought that's kind of cool. So the problem Does is. Does that mean you're by Olympic Stadium? Fuck, I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm gone. I'm leaving Wednesday, and I don't get back here until late Monday night. And then my kids are on fall break, which is Tuesday. Wednesday, I'm getting divorced. <laughs> and then uh, Thursday, I'm hanging out with my kids. That's crazy. You have it in your calendar on your phone? Like <laughs> getting divorced today? <laughs> she said to me tonight, she goes, I keep telling my attorney, get this thing continued to this fucking job in L.A. Yeah. comes through for you. <laughs> and I laughed my ass off. I, I swear, man, I'm so, I, I don't know. I'm very proud of our relationship between that she and I have. We, we uh, while we're not married and, and when others have told us that their divorce is very rough and people don't talk and anything else, um, she's great. She's great, and she's a huge supporter, and I think we're doing the right thing for our kids. But yeah. when I get back a week from tonight, my sons are on break uh, those days. And so, like I said, I'm going to hang with them on Tuesday. A week from Wednesday, I'm officially divorced. Wow. Yeah, Vera, what's up, baby? <laughs> she has a Dave and Jeff shirt. Yeah, she'll have it. Things going to be at the foot of the bed at the Scandia Motel on Jesus 101. Vista Way. Good Lord. All right. That <laughs> fucking Bronco's going to get tamed. Eee! Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. And then, um, so Dave, I think we are back. Uh, what the fuck would it be? Two weeks from last night. Whatever the date is okay. for that. Seventh. I think you'll see us back here the 21st okay. of October. We'll be here October 21 and October 22. We'll put a solid two weeks in, and then I got to go to fucking Toronto Look for a Look at you, Mr. Canada. Yeah, me and Alex Trebek. Yeah, that's funny as Pam hell. Anderson. That's funny. Uh, so that's it, but we'll be around, and if we can uh, fit some other shows in, we'll do it. Perfect. Until that time, follow us on social media. By the way, uh, we're going to launch this new website. We'll give you the Patreon details on the 21st, all that other shit coming in. But again, uh, if you can have a home for the cat or have a home for a really nice family, send me a message on Twitter. Just say, hey, Jeff, um, follow me so I can DM you regarding the family or the cats, and I'll get right back to you. appreciate it very much. Dave, enjoy it. I will be uh, giving you shit. Yeah, I'm sure you will. From Montreal, Quebec, Canada, and then uh, we'll see you all in a couple of weeks. All right. Hey, travel safe. Thanks. It's my last
my life.